I would have never thought I would do a podcast on this topic, but I love it. We've had our motorhome since before we got married, but now with everything that's going on since it's become cool, I wanted to give you all the tips. What type of motorhome or trailer to rent if you need to? What to prep ahead of time, what to pack, how to pick the right spot, and why I think you'll love it. Motorhome trips are just that, a trip. Not so much of an actual vacation, in my opinion. But they do make for the best memories, the best family time, and the best adventures. Join me today as I share all my best tips on how to pick where to go, what to prep, and how to plan for the best motorhome trip for you and your family. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Oh, we are talking about vacations, camping trips specifically, and motorhome camping trips even more specifically. We just had a really fun motorhome camping weekend for Father's Day, and I got so many questions on Instagram all about camping with a motorhome. Now, I have been motorhoming for a very long time, way before it was cool, but with all the things going on in the world today, so many people are looking at alternative vacations, vacations that don't involve flying and perhaps don't even involve hotels. So motorhoming and camping and RVing and trailering is a really great option. So I want to do a podcast all about how to be awesome at camping trips. My The picture, if you go to my Instagram, at Lindsay's Cloud, our podcast cover image for this episode was taken in 2008, early 2008, when my husband and I bought our motorhome, and we were so excited. We drove it directly to Palm Springs, and we had so much fun in it, and my husband has always loved camping. He grew up camping. I did not. It's more like I did it because he loved it, but I've learned to... I mean, I say love it and I've learned to love it. I've learned to love it, but because of all these hacks that I'm going to share with you today, there are so many ways that you can prepare and stock and pack, but not overpack. They can really make a motorhome camping trip one of your favorite trips of the year. Now, like I said in the intro, this is a trip. It's not a vacation. This is not like, for me at least, it's not like going to Cabo and laying by a pool and having someone bring you margaritas. Totally different. But it's an adventure. It's a different adventure. So I think life's all about balance and I like the variety of trips and especially right now, there's not a lot of options. So we're going to talk all about camping trips. What to pack, what to bring, how to get a motorhome if you don't have one, all the stuff. Okay, so let's get right into it. So first of all, where to go. So I think you should decide where to go based on how far you want to drive from wherever you live. If you're in Southern California, I love Newport Dunes. It's right on the bay, right at Back Bay in Newport Beach. And it is just, it's it's gorgeous. And you can park, if you get a front motorhome spot, you park literally, the kind of little boardwalk is right in front of where you park. And then it's the sand and then it's the water. So it's so nice. 
and they have huge inflatables. I've only seen it like kid inflatables like this in really, you know, in, in, on, in vacation spots. Like we did one in Turks and Caicos that was similar to this, you know, where you actually go to like a water, not a water park, but like, you know, an outdoor adventure center and they have these big structures. So it's really cool that they have one right in the water in Newport beach. You pay by the hour. So it's $10 for per child, uh, for the hour and listen, or adult, um, they would even let my three-year-old go. The water was a little chilly, so he didn't want to, but if I went, they would let him, which is cool because I know a lot of times when we go on vacation, when there's heights or age limits or weight or restrictions, it's difficult um, with different ages of kids. And the cool thing about this water structure, so there's like picture things, to, a big, huge trampoline in the water, things to jump off of, things to slide down and lots of them. So you can still totally maintain social distance. They were having a limited number of people, but we never found it to be a problem. They have lifeguards out there um, on stand-up paddle boards watching everyone because it's close enough, but you really like you really have to stare to even kind of know which kid is yours from the shore. So I try to put my kids in like long sleeve rash guards so I could easily identify them. I wanted to put them in swim hats, but I just didn't think that they would stay on with you know, kind of going up and down into the water and on the slides. So put something on your kids so that you can identify which is which. And if you have littler kids, gear up, bring your bring your rash guard and go with them. It's great because they give you life vests. So it's, inclu- it's included in the rental is your life vest. So they tell you um, your time to come back in an hour and off you go. You have to actually swim out to the structures and they are a blast. But it's awesome because it works for like literally all ages from three. And then there were high school kids out there having a blast, loving it. I love an activity that works for lots of ages. And this is definitely that. So it's cool because it's not like the whole family has to gear up and rent a, rent a kayak or something like that. You can totally do that too. They have lots of different rentals. They're all inexpensive, super easy. You don't have to do it ahead of time. You just walk up and walk up and do it. So I love Newport Dunes. It's absolutely my favorite place to camp in California. I should say Southern California because I haven't done too much Northern California camping. Some though, like a, a decent amount, but I just love it. I think that it's the best of all worlds. It's beach. You can walk to a little restaurant. You can walk to a store. It's right in Newport Beach. So there's a lot of things to do around if you're going to come and stay a while. There's just so many other things to do. Another one that's great is Campland in San Diego. Very similar on the water in San Diego. I just think to me, maybe because I live in, in Newport Beach, so I'm you know partial to it. But for me, Newport Dunes is one of the most upscale. Like it just feels like nice and clean, and everything's well kept, and the staff is really friendly. And um, I just love it. I think it's a really, really great way to spend time with the family. It's not too complicated. Like sometimes we've gone places where we're camping, but then you really have to bring all of your entertainment. So you need to bring your bikes or all your games. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of camping in the middle of like a forest and you have to bring quite a few things with this. I love it because the beach entertaining on its own sandcastles and boogie boarding and all the things you do on the beach, but then all the easy rentals and the huge um, water structure. For me, it's just, I just love that there's so much, there's so much entertainment already there that it's not like we have to bring every single thing that we're doing. 
So I love, love, love Newport Dunes, but there's places all over, depending on where you live and how far you want to drive. There are so many great places. The thing that I would definitely do though, is I would look on a map and make sure you kind of know, because in the past I've looked into staying different places. Like there's one in Malibu I really wanted to stay at, but it's on the other side of PCH. So you have a great view. You're kind of up on the hill but you're not on the beach. You're not on the water. So, I mean, if you're, if you're, um, just a couple, that would be awesome. Or maybe friends. Cause you have this great view and you're in Malibu, like how awesome. But if you're there, family trip, kids, uh, make sure that it's something where they can really like get out and run like this place that I really wanted to go. I realized once I did kind of Google maps, Google earth, I was like, Oh wow. It's on the other side of PCH. That doesn't work. We gotta be, we gotta be closer to the water. So there, you know, it's, it's a beach vacation so we can play on the beach. So um, where, wherever you're looking to go, I would definitely do your research, make sure you know where it is and also kind of picture what you would do each day. Like I said, if it's a beach thing, it should really be on the water, not like across PCH. Cause I just think realistically, um, I don't know, that just makes for more of a complicated, of a complicated trip. If you're looking for kind of a kid trip. Um, so let's talk about RVs and trailers. So the difference, of course, between an RV and a trailer is you actually drive the RV. So while you're driving, you the people, obviously not the driver, but everyone else, you can go to the restroom or you can cook, you can get up and get snacks, you can play games. I've even been known to do an exercise video or two on a long drive. So that's the cool thing about an RV. You're up, you're in the whole thing, you're actually driving the RV. A trailer, of course, you have like a truck that's connected to a trailer, so you're not accessing the trailer at all during the trip. Now, there are very cool companies, and again, if you're local to Southern California, I will link these in the show notes, but there are some companies that will drop it off. So if you're not like the motorhoming trailer type, you can actually rent one for the weekend, and not only can will they kind of you know clean it and have it all ready to go, but they'll actually drop it off, and then they'll pick it up. So you just drive there, enjoy it, and then you leave, and then they pick it back up. So that's an option. Or if you want to do the whole Chevy Chase experience with the RV, then you can um, rent an RV and drive to wherever you want to go. So that's the difference, RV versus trailer benefits, uh, benefits of both for sure, depending on if you're going to drive it, how far you're going to go, if you want someone to drop it off. Our motorhome works really well for us. The kids love it. I mean, I think that that is just as much fun as wherever we are going. The experience of actually driving in the motorhome, they all get to pick out their favorite snacks. They look out the window at everything going on. You know, it's just it's just a cool kid thing to drive in a motorhome. And like I said, I can't even believe that I, I mean, at the beginning, the motorhome was fun because we didn't have kids. So we would just motorhome to Palm Springs and then we'd stay there and then we'd pop over to a hotel. And then if we would go to brunch, you could even take a little siesta and then, you know, um, carry on, of course, completely safely onto your next destination. We had so much fun in RV and I can't even believe we had the same RV that we did then, but it's, it's kept up really, really, really nicely. And I like an RV that you can kind of get in and get Sandy. I, it would make me too stressed to have like the next level up model, like crazy fancy motorhome because we're hard on things. We still have little kids and all the things we do are dirt and sand and dust. And it just, I just don't need a really nice fancy one. I like a I like our, I like our old faithful one. So 
I really don't think that you have to go um, super fancy. Just make sure the layout works for your family. You want to make sure that everyone really has a place to stay. This isn't, you know, obviously not like a hotel where you can get a roll away. You have to make sure. Now, a lot of times, like our little dinette set, you pull the the actual table um, out, like the, the table part, and it turns into a little bed there. So Parker sleeps there. The girls sleep on one couch, pulls out into um, a blow-up bed. They sleep there, and then we can have someone else. There's a nice soft couch. Someone else can sleep at the front, and then my husband and I sleep at the back. So ours sleeps quite a few people. So when you're renting one, just make sure you really lay out where everyone is going to sleep. And sometimes, like if you're, there's like a dinette, a dinette seating type thing where it turns into a bed, it's kind of shorter, so it's not really long enough for an adult per se. So just have those things in mind. Think about your family and how you're best going to fit. Next up, how to pick the right spot. Now, this is really key. It, it's it's hard though because usually in these places there aren't a ton of like the best spots. So you might need to do it ahead of time. But it's a great lesson for next year too. Is really look at the map and try to get the best spot. So of course, if it's somewhere on the beach, um, the front rows are going to be the most desirable. But they're also going to be more expensive. So it depends on how long you're staying and if it's worth it to you. You don't want to be near the restrooms because you're, you're going to have your own restrooms. You, you want to avoid being near the public restrooms if you can. Um, like I said, definitely try to get beachfront if it's a beachfront type situation. And shade. It's great if you're usually on these maps, they'll show even picnic benches or trees. If you can get shade, that's really, really good. And then make sure you know the logistics. So make sure that you know what your length of your motorhome is. Like I believe ours is a 40 foot motorhome and know what kind of hookups you need and what kind, you know, what kind they have and amps and all that. Just make sure you know the specifics that way you don't have a headache when you get there. So if you are renting a motorhome, make sure you ask the right questions and then uh, make sure you get the right spot because th- there are different hookups based on, based on your rig, based on whatever you're driving. So make sure all that matches up. Just thought I'd mention that just because um, a lot of those details, my husband handles just because we've had the same motorhome, obviously for a hundred years, but, uh, you want to make sure that, uh, that, that, that all that jives, um, what to bring and what to pack and what to prep. This is my favorite part. Um, because there's not a lot of space in motorhomes. And if you have too much stuff, it gets overwhelming and it stuff is everywhere very easily, you know? If you're like, you know, my family, we often have five people in the tight space and we're changing in and out of bathing suits and, and lots of towels and all the things. So pack strategically, but don't overpack. So you definitely want to bring lots of towels, bathing suits, lots of undies, expect many changes throughout the day. I really just try to pack versatile stuff for everybody. No matter where we go, I always pack a sweatsuit so they can just wear the sweatshirt after they go swimming or if it gets cold at night. But I always bring um, one sweatsuit for everybody. And then if I need to, I can, we don't, we used to have a washer dryer in our motorhome, but we didn't use it. So we took it out and just kind of made its shelves. But you can easily hand wash something if you needed to, if you needed to wear it again. But I really like versatile things. So bathing suits with rash guards and cover-ups. Make sure everybody has hats. And I just really try to do the basics. So make sure everyone has jeans. Like I said, everyone has a sweatshirt. Um, I really try to plan for extremes of weather. And if you can, 
one of the best ways I've done it is I just hang everybody's kind of outfits on hangers because most of them have little closets. And I find that that takes up the least amount of space if I can kind of just hang everything. A lot of times I'll just put everything in a laundry basket, which I like that too. But with five people, it's easy. Like someone digs through it. And then before you know it, like everything's all mixed up, like the socks, the undies, the pajamas. And then every time I'm getting everyone dressed, it just takes me so long. So I like to back in laundry baskets, maybe for my husband and I, and just fold things that we pull out nicely. But the other option, depending on your setup is just hang each outfit like nice and straight and they can just all go right in the closet and you just kind of pull out each thing as you use it and then just put you know, the socks and the undies and stuff in a drawer. If you can try to put everything away, like put it in the cabinets, put it in the drawers, put it in the closet, just because there's very few surfaces in motorhomes. So you really want to keep them free for, you know, the things you're doing. You come in, you throw your stuff down. It just becomes overwhelming. And there just becomes lots of stuff everywhere. So take the extra time, plan strategically, don't overpack. And if you can, um, really take the time to put organize things nicely so they're all nice and and put away. But like I said, towels, you really, because you need bath towels, you need beach towels. There's all sorts of things that you're going to need towels for. So I feel like that's the one thing that we go through a lot. So I just, I just stack them nice and condensed and I put them back in the closet. And I always have like lots and lots of fresh towels. As far as prepping things ahead of time, I love, depending on how long you're going for, I love to prep food ahead of time. I'll chop all the fruits and vegetables, especially if it's like a week-long trip or usually more like a couple days trip. I will chop all that stuff. So as much as you can prep that's not going to go bad, totally, totally take the time ahead of time and prep it. Put it in your container and put it in there so meals are faster and there's less dishes. Dishes suck in a motorhome. Um, the water's not the same, and depending on the motorhome, I like to use bottled water when I'm washing things that we're going to actually like eat from, but know where, you, where the water is filled. You know, Make sure you feel comfortable with that because the water coming out of the sink is totally good, probably usually to wash things with. It just depends where, where you get your water from or where the, where the company that drops off your motorhome, kind of how they fill the water. You know what I mean? Just kind of be mindful of that. Is it just like regular tap water? Is it more like hose water? Would you really cook and eat with that? Just be kind of mindful of that. But prep everything as much as you can ahead of time so you aren't doing it in the motorhome. It saves you time and it also saves you a mess and it saves you dishes. Depending on where you're going. A lot of times when we go camping, we're totally isolated. So whatever I pack is what we have. So I really try to maximize space and I'll do a lot of pantry stuff that can be cooked later if we're going for a full week and if we're not going, if we're not anywhere where we would stop for more groceries or, you know, have food to go or anything like that. I'll always stock the freezer, the fridge and the pantry. And I'm just strategic to where, um, I just have lots of options. I always want to have extra and listen, worst case, it comes home with you. I think that with food, it's always good to have extra where if something, you know, something goes wrong or you end up staying there a little bit longer or, you know, if it's something that's weather dependent and you end up staying longer. I like to have more food than I need. And I always start out with, you know, as much fresh fruits and vegetables as possible. And then as we go through those or if the trip is kind of longer, um, I'll try to pick more up or then I kind of move on to my frozen stuff or, or my pantry kind of things. But all the chopping, I always chop 
fruits and um, veggies. I'll even put chicken into like, you know, if I'm going to do like slices of chicken, I'll, I'll do all that stuff ahead of time and then just pack it up really nicely. That way I don't have to do so much in the motorhome. It just goes a long way. Also, think about what you're going to want to carry. So if you're going out for the day. So we used to go, geez, we used to go um, to another place called Camp James, but it's up in like Central California. It was so fun. It's more like lakes and streams and rivers and we go tubing. You can tube down the lake, which is super, super fun. So you have to think when wherever you're going, what are you going to need during the day? So are you going to need a cooler? Should it be a backpack cooler? I love the Corksicle backpack coolers because you can literally pack all your food in there and it's like a comfortable backpack and it stays super cold. And then those things are really great because if you are going to go tubing, you could stick it in a tube next to you or you could stick it in between your legs or something like that if it's the type of thing where you're going to like walk with the tube and then tube down and whatever is on your back kind of needs to go on there. So think of that ahead of time. Are you going to bring a backpack on your adventures? Are you going to bring a cooler? Um, a lot of times I'll do package snacks for the kids ahead of time. So if we're doing, you know, like whatever kind of little like organic honey grams or something like that, I'll pre-bag it in little snack bags. So that way in the morning, I'm just packing a bunch of the, the snacks that I've already pre-made. I just try to save steps and mess in the motorhome and think through what the days are going to be like out on our adventures and make sure I have whatever I need. Because a lot of times I haven't thought of that. And then I'm trying to use like a random bag that I packed stuff in as my day bag. So your backpack or your cooler or your fanny pack, whatever you need. If you have little kids and you're doing hiking, I love those hiking kid backpacks where you pop the kid in either on your back or on your front. When we went to Montana, this was on a motorhome trip, but you could motorhome there. And we went to Glacier National Park. It was the best hike ever. It was so stunning and gorgeous. And Parker at the time was one. So I had him on my back and it was really fun, really cool. It made hiking so much easier. So if you're doing outdoor camping and you have little kids, look into those because that's a game changer. It just makes it so much easier. Think about your kids' ages. I'm telling you, even if it's somewhere you've never been, if you can just look through all the pictures and kind of picture what your days are going to be like, it's going to really help you prep the best. Like I was saying, I love if I can go somewhere that already has entertainment there and stuff we can rent and different activities. But if you're going to bring your own bikes, make sure that, you know, make sure that you know, call, ask questions, make sure like we have electric bike, make sure electric bikes are allowed there, ask them what there is to rent, you know, so that way the stuff that you bring is maybe the different stuff. So that way you're not just bringing stuff that you could rent, but they take, you know, the space um, take the space up with something else. That way you can change up the days and have different experiences. I love calling in and just picking their brain and say, these are, you know, this is, you know, these, this group of friends, this is us, this is how many of us, these are our ages. What do you think we'd like to do? Or, you know, I'm coming in with my family. These are my kids ages. Can you give me recommendations? And I think that's really the best look on the website, look at the pictures, pick their brains. And then that way you'll know what's the best thing to bring so that you're ready for every day, you're prepared. Also ask if there's anything that you should reserve ahead of time. Most of these places, in my experience, you don't need to. You can kind of, like I said, with Newport Dunes, you kind of show up and figure out what you want to do, and it's and it's easy, and it's easy to rent things for the day. But every now and then, we've gone places where I didn't realize that we should have booked it ahead of time. So ask those questions as you're booking the trip. And like I said, location is really, can be really important. If you can try to get 
kind of a prime location, whatever works for your family that can just make for such a, such a more fun trip. My husband, this last trip we did, he planned it all. He got the spot. I'm shocked he did. He got one of the very best spots, which was so cool. It was a corner area with lots of grass so the kids could could ride their bikes and play outside. And then for our friends, he reserved like the whole line of spaces down the row, I think like six or seven. So our friends came in with their motorhomes and they all had kids and all the kids brought their bikes and um, I pre-filled water balloons. So I pre-filled, now they don't last for like days and days, but I did it the day before. So I pre-filled water balloons and I double bagged that in just white trash bags. So they didn't know I had them. And then one day when they were playing on the beach with their friends, I ran behind a fence and started bombing them and they loved it. Such a blast. I brought extra ones to um, fill up, but we ended up not filling them up because I had filled up quite a few. So that was enough of a of a fun time. But water balloons are a blast. Boogie boards are a blast. Um, I like things that, you know, can obviously consolidate down. Make sure you bring something for music. I love the new Sonos Move. Now it's an investment, but this thing is awesome. We use it at home. We use it in the backyard. I'll use it in the garage. I'll take it to the park. And it's just an awesome Sonos speaker. So it can go really loud. Um, it has like a big black kind of area handle on the back. And it's it's big. It's not one of these tiny compact ones, but it's like it really amplifies some great music. That's my favorite one, even though it's big and bulky. And I've had some before that are slimmer and easier to, to, to lug around. I love this one. So I bring it everywhere. You may want to bring a wagon if you're going to be, if you have little kids or if you're going to be toting a bunch of stuff. Take a look at pictures, see how long the walk is to the water and see how, how much you'd be walking around and consider bringing a wagon if you think that might be good for your family. Another thing I love to bring for kids is things that light up at night. They love it. Light up bracelets. They have light up balloons, light up balls when you bounce them that they light up. It's great because you can put the necklaces and the bracelets, I put them on my kids' hands and their ankles. So when they're running around at night, I mean, the area is lit enough, but it's cool because we can all see where our kids are and we can sit back and relax and enjoy a glass of wine and, and sit by the fire and chit chat. And we can see where our kids are. Plus it's just fun. That's one of the things, that's just something that kids remember, you know, you're running around with glow sticks and playing games and stuff like that. So look into all the different creative things they have that light up and bring those for the nighttime activities. Okay. The last thing is the most fun thing that I want to cover. And that is why motorhoming and camping trips are so much fun. So I love this type of adventure because it gets the whole family together. And it's cool because not everything is provided. You know, sometimes if you go to a resort, everything is so easy. I don't know. There's not as much of an adventure to it. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. Las Ventanas and Cabo, them handing me a skinny watermelon tequila every hour on the hour. Well, not every hour on the hour, but you know, one or two, two or three max. That is a dream. But there's also something about getting in there and figuring things out, you know, like figuring out where the different things are and what the roads are and where the hiking trails are. And it gives you more to do and figure out together as a family or as a group of friends or as a team. And I just think that it really creates some fun memories. And I think for kids, it's so good for their imagination. It gets them off of their phones and their iPads and they're outside in nature 
exploring and riding bikes. And um, it's really great if you can go with another family or a couple other families because then kids really get out there and they explore and they have creative ideas. And I think that they just take away so many memories and probably for them more memories than a Las Ventanas type vacation just because there's so many more adventures and, and they're exploring and they're learning and they're figuring things out and they're doing something different every day usually. You know, you'll go on a hike and then you'll go kayaking or you'll go tubing or depending on depending on where it is that you're going, there's just usually so much to do at on these type of trips. And as your kids get older, they'll cook with you. We bring a big barbecue. We do not travel light when we motor home, but it worked out really great doing it locally because um, we could drop stuff off and bring an extra car and it was so easy. Newport Dunes is literally two miles from our house, so that part couldn't be any easier. So we brought our electric bikes and extra ones for friends. I brought the kids like pop-up, fun little um, Parker's little camper tent from um, Crate and Kids that he loves, that he runs inside and plays. It's just super, super fun. So if it's close, it's nice because you can kind of bring all those extra things and you don't have to worry as much about um, as much about consolidating everything to where it has to, you know, fit in, fit in your motorhome or your truck or your trailer or your car type thing. But it's just so fun. It was difficult for me on this trip to let go a little bit. If I can't see my kids, I'm nervous. I just am. Like if, if I can't see them, I, I've tried to get better at it, but I just feel like my main job is to protect them and keep them safe. And um, a lot of times in these motorhome areas, there's motorhomes driving and there's cars and our kids just, my kids just aren't used to being like, they don't play out. I mean, they play outside certainly, but they don't play outside near streets. I just don't, of course, I'm just over, I just don't want anything bad to happen. So I have to get a little bit better about that, giving them a little bit more freedom. I always make sure they have helmets on no matter what, and they have a cell phone. So if someone were to get hurt, they could reach us really easily. And But a lot of these places are really safe feeling, you know, and especially if they go with a group of kids, they can, you know, walk down the way and get an ice cream and come back. Like I said, as long as they have a phone and there's a group of them and, and at least some of them are a little bit older, I think it's really, really good for them to have the the freedom and the confidence and the independence. And I let my kids walk a little bit on their own, ride their bikes down the way. And I went, after a while, I couldn't take it. I went and found them. And they were just playing on a trail. They found a cool trail and they were climbing up it. And it was just so exciting to them because no one showed it to them. They're not following their parents, no adults there. They were just exploring and exploring in nature and having fun and getting dirty. And then they would go and like run and change into bathing suits and they'd all run in the ocean and make sandcastles and play. And it's just good, wholesome fun. And like I said, I like, I mean, it's a lot of work, but I like that it's busy. Like I said, you know, sometimes on those more fancy trips, there's not as much to do. I mean, there's, you know, it's more relaxing and beach stuff. But with this, I mean, I think there's, there, there's so many benefits to both, but the upside for sure of motorhoming is there's always something to do and your kids can do it with you. They can cook with you. They can set up, they can go on an adventure and find something new or figure out how to do things. I just like to involve them. And, um, you know, with all of the different things that our kids have, the computers and the iPads and the technology and the YouTube, I just like to get them off of it and get them exploring and having a creative mind. I read something so interesting 
um, about less inventions are happening because we're never getting bored. We're never sitting there and thinking about a problem and how we can solve it and then creating a product or a solution to solve it because when we're at dinner with someone and they go to the bathroom, we hop on our phone and we check our email, our text message, our social media. We're not sitting looking around and looking at you know a problem and looking at something that we could solve and something that we could create. And listen, there's plenty of you know inventions and, and things that are developed in other ways, but it's really interesting to me how it's so true. We fill all of our idle time and most of by scrolling. So I love that it, it makes kids, you know, really have to problem solve and be creative and have fun and laugh and, you know, get wet, get dirty, you know, be hot, be cold, experience all the things, you know, push themselves, get a little bit uncomfortable. I think it's great for self-confidence and growth. And for adults, I think it's fun. You make your cocktails, you have your fire, you make your yummy food. I love doing boards like a s'mores board or a cheese board or a pancake board in the morning. Um, So if you like a board, bring out your board supplies and you can make a board that everyone can eat off of. Um, There's just so many fun things to do. And especially right now when we do have, uh, you know, more limited options on vacations, I think that if you plan right, a motorhome trip can be so much fun and it can be a great bonding experience for the family and something that everyone remembers, something that everyone enjoys, and maybe even something that you want to do you know, as an annual trip. I really think it's worth taking the time to do your research online, know your crowd, you know, know, know your family, know your crew that's going, what they would like doing at different places, what they would not like doing, and pick the right place for you. And scope it out and book it. Try out different places. You might want to stay at one place the whole time, or you might want to go to one place for a couple days and then venture on into another place. If you're going to be driving your own RV or you rent your own RV or trailer, you can definitely hop from place to place. We tend to pick one place and go. Like go to one place, get there, and um, really enjoy it rather than pack up. But maybe when our kids are older, we'll do more of a kind of stopping type thing. Depends on your crowd and kind of depends on on what you like to do. But I'm telling you, it's especially fun if you're going to go for an extended period of time, if you can have another family go with you or meet you there, just because it's it's more it's more fun. It's more people. It's, you know, hopefully they have kids for your kids to play with or people for you to interact with. Um, because, you know, if if you're out there for more than a couple of days, it, um, it's fun to have other people. Just makes it for just makes it for more memories and more fun. For, for us, it's always like the more the merrier. So that's it. Those are all my best tips for camping. I really hope this makes you, if you've never done a motorhome camping trip, it makes you excited and want to check it out. As always, if you have any questions, like I said, I've been doing this for so long. If there's anything I didn't cover that you're interested in, ping me on my Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. I would be happy to answer any questions you have on your motorhome vacation planning. And I think that we really need to look at all the different things we can do and make the most of it rather than focus on the things that we can't do at this time. And I think that motorhome um, trips for couples or friends or families is a really great option. And it definitely will provide, um, will give you lots of great memories and lots of laughs and definitely lots of adventures. Thank you for listening and cheers to your next camping trip. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. 
For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.